Hey, what's doing, girl? <laughs> well, <laughs> what's going on? Because I'm like really fucked up right now. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm so excited. <laughs> 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 okay, so I'm not drunk, and so I don't know. Maybe I put too much Sarah, you're myself. a liar. You are a liar. Welcome back to the Miranda's podcast. This is Gilly speaking. In this episode, we have another surprise guest. So this episode is special um, because it was recorded on a Friday night. And I had broken my dry January. It was the end of January. And we let a little bit loose. Many Cosmos and Mezcals were had, and some of our conversations per usual went a little bit off the rails, but also fully into debauchery. If listening to drunk people isn't your thing, we totally understand. In fact, the Mirandas approve. However, if you are looking for a good laugh, a Dunkirk-length episode with some poor audio quality, then this is the episode for you. Also, because of internet connectivity or lack thereof, or because drunk people were attempting to record a podcast, our recording session was cut off multiple times. So please mind our sudden change of gears and please enjoy. Okay, well, guys, um, I just want to say welcome back to the Mirandas. Um, we're recording and we have a special guest. With we, love, we love having special guests. Yes, we oh. want more guests. Um, and uh, it's our friend Jordan. Hi, Jordan. Oh, hey there. How are you? <laughs> so, Sarah, do you want to give a little debriefing on why we have Jordan on the podcast this week? So, yeah, Sex in the City is typically a, <laughs> it's a stereotypically very feminine female show we are so interested in a um straight white man perspective because i think that perspective is missing in society right now you know we never get to hear from straight white men and so we definitely wanted to bring one on to the show just to give their initial and you're a new watcher you've never watched the series you have virgin eyes and we've seen the episode so many times so to have a new set of eyes and perspective is what we're looking for well, I, I appreciate you having me on. I feel seen. Uh, definitely, <laughs> my my voice will not be silenced any longer. <laughs> I I come from a very underrepresented demo in society, so <laughs> you know, finally, finally, there's a white man with a podcast. You know. <laughs> Hashtag um, Pod Save America. Yeah, Pod Save America. <laughs> <Hashtag> daily. <laughs> Hashtag everything. Um, yeah, man, it's a it's a wild show. It's super weird to me just yeah. to like watch it. And I was super curious, like when it came out, because obviously, like you saw, because we've been dialoguing about this back and forth. It's like it's in letterbox format, which is super strange to watch on like a sixteen yeah. on like a six it's like it's a square box. And like to watch it on a sixteen by nine, and I'm like, they couldn't remaster this. Like <laughs> very, very weird. Um like very grainy, definitely not high def, super strange. Def not high def. <laughs> And I was just like super curious about the show because it came out in 98. 
and I was looking at like ratings figures and everything and like they their highest rated show I think was the last episode which had something like six million viewers for the first season and that was like wow. their high watermark and then I was looking at like all the top 20 shows according to Nielsen mm-hmm. and it was like literally I think it was like ER friends Frasier <laughs> like a couple, a couple date lines uh 60 minutes had a couple spots CBS definitely had like it's Sunday night and Tuesday night movie touched so by they were, all the news coverage was like John Benet Ramsey that's you know, yeah. I was like yeah, <laughs> and like, do you remember that show Touched by an Angel? I think that yes. was in the top 20. Oh, what? God. Never oh. watched it, but. <laughs> I, all I remember is Della Reese was on that show, and I don't know why I love Della Reese. I thought, there was like, do you, do you ever seen the show? No. It was kind of like Christian propaganda, so I probably stayed away from it. So growing up in a Christian Other propaganda. Other than Seventh Heaven. Seventh heaven. That show I could get behind. Oh my god! Jessica Biel. When she was mm. Um, now, so growing up in a Christian uh, propagandist household, you know we were watching Touch by an Angel (laughs) (laughs) like all the time, and like the (laughs) angel death was like a nice guy, and you're like, wait, what? (laughs) What? So weird. Totally. Well, okay, so I just wanted saying, to though, oh, no, Gilly, go. No, yeah. I wanted to interrupt with something completely unimportant and superficial, which is I am, I have been doing dry January and I decided since Jordan was coming on that I was going to break dry January today and have a drink. And I want you guys to help me choose. Should I do like a gin cocktail? Ooh. I could also try to do a Cosmo. Feel like maybe that makes sense. Well, I'll tell you how to make a Cosmo according <laughs> to the Food Network. It's one cup <laughs> vodka, one half cup triple sec, one half cup cranberry juice, and a quarter cup fresh squeezed lime juice. Oh, beautiful! Way too much effort, frankly speaking. I like martinis. I want vodka and I want a lemon vodka, lime. and that's about it. Okay, well, I'm. I'm going for the gin then on that note. Um, anyway, sorry to interrupt, but um, I, I'm just really excited to have a drink. It's been a while. I don't mean to sound like an alcoholic. Like I just, <laughs> but I'm also, I'm, I'm like the sober police though. And I've had to like take a step back. So I'm always that friend who's like, is your drinking okay? Like I was sober for an entire year of my life. And now I feel like I'm on the highest horse ever and I can, talk to people but like I think we talk about your drinking and drug use but um I was telling jo- I was telling Jordan that I took um bartending cl- uh courses in college do you remember that oh yeah Gilly? I do because I wanted to I wanted to work at one of the college bars but that would have been a dis- can you imagine me working at Rick's you wanted to be a member of Coyote Ugly <laughs> 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 Who doesn't want to be? Yeah, <laughs> Time out. Have Have either of you been to the Coyote Ugly Bar? <laughs> no, I haven't. In, in the, I don't think I have. It's in the East Village. It is the grossest place <laughs> imaginable. 
And not to be a judgy bitch, but all I'm saying <laughs> is they do those bartenders do not look like the coyote <laughs> ugly girls from a movie. Like, Emphasis on ugly, maybe? No, that's, that's so mean. That's no, so mean. oh no. I, that's not nice. As a uh, as a uh, middle class white male, I can't say that. However, <laughs> feel free. The second most underrepresented segment of society: the middle class white woman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but no, I have not been to Coyote Ugly, and I'm surprised that like on Sex and the City, the girls never went there. Was that not open then, or would that have just? I could totally have seen an episode with Samantha wearing a cowboy hat, getting on the bar. I don't know. Mm, I don't think it's classy enough because just like, just <laughs> trust me. Just trust me when I say it's gross. It's real bad. There's, it's like one of those bars where there are bras from the ceiling, right? Oh yeah. And they're like, that's fine. It's cute, but also like some of those bras are real dirty. And like, <laughs> you just, you're just like, oh, that's heavily padded. You have all sorts of judgments happening. <laughs> I never understood why bra uh, bars had bras and who gave up their bra at a bar. I don't know. It, it's very, uh, when I moved to New York and I started seeing that, it just didn't make sense to me. Do you, so I mean, is it like a free drink? Is it also like Mardi Gras where Mardi you, Gras. Flash, yeah. you flash the bartender and you're good to go? I'm very curious. That could be it. That As some, um, yeah, yeah, maybe. Well, so shall we get back to, sorry, I totally interrupted. We were on such a flow. Well, no. Well, Jordan was telling us about how you were interested in the show because of the ratings and you were kind of judging the format and the cinematography of the show, which we <laughs> shut on all the time, like the slow motion, the, um, I'm not in film or anything, so I'm just going to, the, the characters talking to the camera, breaking the whatever. It's bad. It is just, bad. it's not good. Okay, so the pilot is straight up dog shit. It is <laughs> terrible. It is dog shit. It is an awful, awful thing. And thankfully, like, so what was that one show with uh, Kevin Spacey, Washington... House of Cards. Cards, right. So House of Cards was really guilty, I think, of the in the first season of breaking that wall all of the time. And it was so annoying, I didn't even watch oh, the first season. Yeah, yeah. And I watched the second season where they stopped doing that. And it was like, it was like every third episode, he would do it like one time. But that first episode of Sex in the City with Carrie talking straight to the fucking camera saying God knows what. And I'm like, you have got to stop talking. Like, you can look at the camera, but please stop talking. It just makes no sense. So, Jordan, we actually usually start out each episode by giving a gut reaction to the episode that we had just watched. Um I'd like to hear just like a gut reaction. You finished the first season. You've watched a couple episodes in the second season. Gut reaction, just thoughts. Of the, show, are, of the show thus far. These are horrible human beings for which I have <laughs> zero sympathy whatsoever. No. 
Okay. Not, they have no redemptive qualities. And, <laughs> it's just not so dark. And I, I feel like, I, like I, at one point I was lying in bed. Also, you have to know that like binge watching that show, I think is very different than how it was originally made as appointment mm. television. And I yeah. cannot imagine liking this show enough to wait and watch it at a certain time every week. Oh, I, I can. Sorry. I, I can too. Okay, but you, but like, also, all these questions. Um, I, I'm hate watching it, but I'm also, <laughs> I'm also in it right now. Like, I'm going to finish the series. I promise you that. And I will probably, okay. like, love some of the characters by the end and be have some type of investment but right now i'm just like so confused question which character are you in the show yes well so this is a dark horse theory is that before <laughs> so i was wondering about this because i've been thinking about this do the four characters represent really like one person i've thought about this because like they have such distinct archetypal character traits yeah. that are beyond and i feel like darren star created the show and i wonder if he split like all of these definite characteristics of an actual human being into four separate characters so like that i've thought about yeah. Um, so, which which one do you relate to the most? Which archetype do you relate to? Honestly, and I don't say this because I think she's glamorous. I say this because I think she's a shit person. It's Carrie. <laughs> You're a Carrie. I, I kind of think I'm a Carrie, and it's, <laughs> and it's not because she's cool. She's a horrible person, and I'm like. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I would have done that too. You know? <laughs> so, well, you know that we are the Mirandas. We identify heavily with the character of Miranda. What are your impressions of Miranda as a character, as a woman? Um, I'm very, very curious. Because when yes, we were too. watching the show growing up, it was not cool to be a Miranda. People didn't want to fuck Miranda. Miranda wasn't the best dressed. But now, after watching it, she's the most put together person on the show yeah. curious what your thoughts are on on the character um next to charlotte the writing for her character is the worst on the show charlotte's character <laughs> is written so poorly she's painted to be like i i mean i don't know how old the actress and forgive me because i don't know her name um charlotte yes, yes that one uh, I don't know how old she was when she started like filming the show, but I can't imagine a human being growing up in a Western culture, living in New York, being this way. Like I just, it, it just I just don't. Like it's just very weird to me. And um, Miranda is really written into corner that is just like she's kind of shrill but she's not shrill she's uptight but she like likes to have fun she's just like she's an amalgamation and, and so far 
which uh spoiler like usually when i'm watching the show i'm either stoned or drunk because that's the only way i can get to the show <laughs> Um, lies. Is, <laughs> lies. You're uh, dead sober, I know. Dead sober, watching this all of the time. Um, <laughs> I think that the one episode where her, she really starts to have a little bit of depth as a character is the one where she's wearing that terrible um, oversized purple jacket thing and she bumps into her ex yeah and she, it's she, yes. she starts to show depth as a character and she right. changes her perspective at the end of the episode she's not judgy they meet at the diner they have a hard time together the whole thing and i that's the first time at least in the series and that's well into the second season i think where they try to do more than just paint her as a punchline. Like, so the first episode is where they're at the Yankee game of the second season. They're at the Yankee game. Take me out to the ball game or whatever the fuck. By the way, I've got a real fucking problem with titles for episodes. <laughs> well, this is not your show then. I'm sorry. I hate <laughs> to break it. It's so rough. Like, okay, Game of Thrones did it, but, like, it was a little bit of an Easter egg. Like, you kind of had to figure out what was happening. Uh, you didn't know right from the get-go. Like, this one is tongue-in-cheek, we think we're cute. And I'm like, you're not. You're not. You're just killing me. Uh, so, yeah, Jordan, can I ask you a question? Are you a fan of puns in general? Um, I'm very punny. I like dad okay. jokes. I take as much of the low hanging fruit, just philosophically speaking in life as possible. Like if it's <laughs> no matter what the fruit is, if it's low, I'm going to snatch that shit. Like I <laughs> One of the gripes we have with the show is they take a theme and beat it to fucking death. If the theme yeah. is dog, it will be dog fucking everything for the entire thing. So the take me out to the ball game. The take me out to the ball game was one of the worst offenses with this like beating so, a theme to death. Yeah. It's so bad. But Miranda is mm -hmm. interesting in that episode because she likes baseball. Yes. She she's really dedicated. She's passionate about it. She's a true fan. I have no idea why they have those nosebleed seats or why the stadium is that empty at their school, <laughs> but sold out everywhere else in the, in the shot. Like you really need to adjust yeah. a little bit. <laughs> also Carrie ripping a heater from the upper deck <laughs> and then blaming, like it was, I had Giuliani. Um, yeah, blaming Giuliani for it. And I'm like, oh, it only gets worse, bitch. It only gets worse. <laughs> little do you know. <laughs> little do you know, there's no styrofoam anymore. <laughs> I'm having to do paper fucking bags. They're breaking everywhere. Giuliani uh, is like kissing Trump's butt. Like, you know. Also, <laughs> Also, what a turn for a human, sweet baby Jules. He just really, I mean, I hate to say this, but I think his apex was 10-11. Like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> everybody's favorite human. He should have just gone away. 
maybe he should have. That's so true. <laughs> Oh my God. That's so funny. Um, oh Lord. Um, yeah. The fact that they mentioned Giuliani and now we, I, whenever I think of Giuliani now, I think of like the mascara running down his face, like a lizard person. Um, <laughs> I didn't even think just of that. Like, oh, my God. oh God. Um, well we, whenever we have guests on the show, we usually have some questions already prepared. So I'm going to just start with one of the questions and I'm going to see what you think. So let's do it. Um, I am curious if do you think that Sex and the City's portrayal of single men in New York City is fair or accurate? And what do you think they get right and what do you think they get wrong? Oh, um I think that every so far what I've watched and I, you know, I, I'm going to make it through. <laughs> so weirdly enough, like as a background, I've never seen the show episodically. I'd only seen the first movie that came out. <laughs> what a way to dive in. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, like I remember that. I know what happens. There's crying. There's the New York library. It's a whole fucking fiasco. People get cold feet. People get back together. It's two hours. It's great. Love it. But never seen the actual show. Uh, so I'm not sure how a 98 characterization of men really translates, men in New York in 1998 really translates to today. Okay. But I, I, I would say that so far they kind of exist in like a different form now. Like, there is a big character. Like, Big exists. We all know who he is. He's got yeah. BBE, and he's like, he's not driving around in a stretch limo because that's asinine. It's fucking New York. <laughs> like, like, the idea of a limousine is so, like, of, of the things in the show that have not aged well, limousine <laughs> is one of them. <laughs> you know what? That's an amazing observation we have never said on the podcast. So thank you. Cheers to you, Jordan, for making that out. We call it our ancient scroll, things that don't age well. And that is it. The fucking limousine in New York. That's well put. It's so weird. Like I've taken a limousine in New York one time and it was on a vacation with my parents when I was 10 years old and we got hustled by a guy at JFK who piled us into an 80s Lincoln limo with the boomerang fin on the back. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And he played a Christian cassette the whole time. It was weird. Um, so in return to your question about like the men in New York, um, yeah, I, I think it's an older version of men, but like relatively accurate. It's it, in terms of the relational energy. I mean, the show centers around weirdly, like not well initially. I'm assuming they like get this right around sex, and it's a bit clunky. It's, it's a bit clunky. It's, it's very clunky. It's outmoded now. That's another thing that hasn't aged well is really like their conversations about sex and like sex acts. Can you, can you and, flush that out a little bit? I want to, because I agree. I totally agree. Yeah. It's, it's just, 
and I, I I'm not sure if this is a relic of the late '90s and television and what you could really push and say and like was this show groundbreaking yes maybe not i'm not sure but like conversations like they get charlotte her first dildo vibrator (laughs) right and i'm like uh, again that's ancient scroll technology like that was probably cutting edge then like now they're dildos all over the place you know everybody's got one. You know, yes. I probably have one somewhere that a girlfriend stuck somewhere in the apartment. Like, I have no idea. <laughs> like, in the window. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's why I've got a draft. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I, I think that's strange. Like, the discussion of, like, again, not to pick on Charlotte's character, but they really use her as the straight man foil in the show for what they at least the showrunners use as a really uptight woman, Mm -hmm. um, which I don't actually think is fair to conservative women sexually. Interestingly enough, like I I don't think that she's, I just think she has traditional values, but they they paint her in the show as being like, she's a rube. She's not adventurous sexually, etc. But like, so, like the blowjob thing, right? Oh, so yeah. There's, mm-hmm. like a, there's an episode where she doesn't, she hates giving blowjobs. She won't give blowjobs. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. her boyfriend is like, Well, I love them. I mean, he's not at all the way that he communicates, also, is really just like almost oh. jaundiced because this is not the way that you would <laughs> really have a conversation. Yeah. He loves fellatio, he loves blowjobs, and he's with a girl who doesn't like to give them. And he says, well, I hope you're around for them. <laughs> yeah. Like, One of what? my favorite lines. <laughs> <laughs> like, so fucking weird, man. Like, I've, I've had this conversation before, and it's never been, well, I hope you're around for my blowjobs. <laughs> I mean, I always like to turn around to like a female equivalent. If like, okay, Gilly, if a guy did not like going down on you, and then you said to him, "Well, I, I intend on getting my pussy eaten a lot, and I hope you're there," it's just like so absurd. Just like backtrack for a moment. <laughs> Why did I did I take a two step forward? <laughs> That's okay. It's the tequila or the triple side. It's fine. It's fine. it's the quad. No, but it's um, like it's I. It's first off, it's insane. No, that I would, conversation. Okay, no. Being a Miranda, I would be a little bit more like vocal and try to be more like specific with the language I use. I'm not going to be like. I'm not gonna be like using the word pussy. Like, I just I can't. Like, Why not? It's just it doesn't roll off the tongue. <laughs> no pun intended. But it's just um. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> it's just that like I um I don't know. I just. I think I would try to come, I know that I would try to approach it from more of a standpoint of like, can you try to understand my situation? Like, because specifically like, you know, sex is different for men and women. 
And for many women, it's it can be difficult to climax via intercourse. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Are you trolling me, Jordan? Are you fucking trolling me right now? <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> so I just feel like I would need to explain where I was coming at. But I, I think this goes like to now. show about the show and how the inaccurate conversations around sex and this is constant, particularly with the character of Charlotte, who I think a lot of men and get and please, Jordan, correct me if I'm wrong. Do you are you attracted to the character of Charlotte at all? Do you think that she's oh, like, is, is she seen as like the ideal woman for a man who's kind of like sexually naive and like, oh, yeah, I don't know. Like, what, what are your impressions of the character of Charlotte? I, I mean, one season and an additional four episodes in Charlotte, she is just personally an individual that I would just have nothing to do with. <laughs> yeah. Like, she, why? why? What's the number one reason why? I mean, uh, she does. I mean, there's it's a multiplicity of reasons, but like the show hasn't discussed her wealth yet. But I'm assuming that her mm -hmm. like I'm assuming by the way that her character behaves, dresses, comports themselves. She grew up in a remarkably affluent bubble, mm -hmm. and and for me, and I've tried to like just personally, anecdotally, tried to like. Uh, penetrate that bubble before God. and it just it's for me as a human it just doesn't work you know yeah. I, I don't I don't come from that sector and then I also don't have patience for naivete it just really bothers me in a world especially modern now New York like no this is this is a zero also the show in one thing that doesn't age well is like with the advent of the iPhone, not the smartphone, but the iPhone, oh, yeah. people are really on everything and they know so much about everything. And yeah. so, like, I don't, her character actually to today <clears throat> translates the least accurately. Really? Okay. Because I don't, I, I just think it's very difficult for someone to be like, oh, what? You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, here's here's the thing. Like, personally, I feel like Charlotte is an archetype I've seen all over New York. She's the gallerina, the gallery girl. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she's basically kind of just waiting for her husband to come along. That's what they call them? Gallerina. They can call them gallerinas sometimes. Yeah. I just call them art chicks. Art chicks. Yeah. Oh, I, I was girls. Gilly because I remember when I first moved to New York and Laura. So when I moved to New York, Gilly was my dedicated cool friend. And so when I when I think of art chicks, I think of like cool art, like funky cropped pants and tattoos. I'm not thinking of Charlotte fucking York, Upper East Side wealth. No, it's very. I, I mean, the art scene now, say, which like I know a lot of people in the art scene is uh at least in my opinion anyway it's just a lot of rich kids yeah and yeah it's a lot of gallery girls and a lot of like they're kind of working the job at like pretty much below minimum wage 
until like Trey McDougal comes along. Mm. Right. Mm. But the oh, thing is, he, with he doesn't know that reference. Oh, oh, you haven't met Trey yet. Oh, yeah, okay. that, that's, that's, no, that's I haven't Charlotte. met Trey. Charlotte's rich, perfect, handsome husband. But I don't want to, I don't want to get things away, but it's spoilers. Oh my God. But like they, they don't have sex. Before oh marriage. my God. Not you're spoiling. No, let him watch it. Let him watch it. Believe this out for anyone who's watching it. No, okay, so it makes sense, you know, that there's these gallerinas. Um, but the show does, and, and Jordan, this is what you said earlier in the episode in when we were started talking about these like archetypes of, of characters. So and one of the questions I wanted to ask and Jillian and I what where we're curious about like, no, go for it. Yeah. was the um, character of Samantha. So Samantha could be oh. characterized as like the hypersexual alpha female. And I'm curious what um, your impressions are of her are. And if a woman was like that now, would men find that intimidating, enticing? And we can just totally generalize and we don't have to say like, not all men, you know, just what are your thoughts? Um, interesting. Cause I don't actually think she's an alpha female. <clears throat> you don't. No. What, what is an alpha female? Yeah. Uh, hello. I, I think the, like in the show, uh, Miranda is actually an alpha female. Oh, interesting. Okay. I do. Oh, and this is also one of my problems. I, I just to take an aside because I've, I've, I I want to say this is like my problem with how they write Miranda so far is there definitely, you can tell with how they've styled her, with her hair, with the whole thing, they're definitely trending towards making her a lesbian eventually in the show. Like, I know this, like, kind of probably comes out. And I have a, I actually have a real problem with it because you can be a successful straight woman who is really smart, really driven, works very long hours, takes no shit. And you don't have to be at the 1998 equivalent of a man. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. And and it's a that's a big problem I have with like her character, which is like, you know what? You could make her a bombshell. I mean, she's a beautiful woman naturally in like real life. Like you could have done a lot to not make her look schleppy and awkward, wearing Dowdy. terrible clothes. Dowdy and like <laughs> it's so weird and I, I really hate how they write her character. So far. So far. Yep. But, so far. So far. But returning to uh Samantha. Samantha. I do think she's a beta. Um I just okay. don't think she's an alpha at all. Why not? Um, I don't think people who chase fixes are alphas. What is a what is a fix? Ooh. What do you mean, like sex? Okay. Yeah. So she's chasing. So the exterior of it is is she's chasing at least. And again, forgive me, straight white male. My apologies, but also I do have hydrangeas, so you know whatever. Um, <laughs> I'm drinking a Cosmo, so fuck it. Um, <laughs> But uh, Kim, Kim Cattrall, right? That's her. That, yeah, that, Kim Cattrall. Yeah. Um, her character is constantly chasing validation via sex. 
Like seeing this as a seeing this as a guy, she mm. she really needs to be found in. She needs to be sexually desirable, and I'm not sure. Again, because I don't know, I haven't seen the show in its entirety. Right. I'm not sure if they ever really address the age disparity. They do. They do. So, mm-hmm. like, it's it's obvious to me. Oh no, I have the hiccups. Um, <laughs> You're drunk because I'm I'm cosmoing hard. Um, You're I'm not sure if they ever address her age disparity, but like, she already looks older in the show. Mm-hmm. And at least in the first season, they really do their best to cover it up with like makeup and everything. And in the second season, I can see them like slipping a, a little bit away from that and letting her look a little bit more her age. Hmm. So it's okay. So I find it like really interesting that you a don't see her as alpha and b see her as someone who's like you know is seeking validation i don't agree to be honest i like i see her as someone who is alpha because she knows what she likes she knows what she wants and she knows what she doesn't like and she knows what she doesn't want and she asserts herself with men and women and that for me is a more of a dominant trait Okay, so I'm interrupting you here, but I'm okay. so. <laughs> what I will say is, so far, she's with little dick guy, and that's been the theme of the second season. So I haven't. So I, the, which is a totally different conversation, which we should totally, totally have. Um, <laughs> yeah, I would but, love to. <laughs> but I mean, in the, first, in the in the first season, she's painted a certain way. And she does certain things, and she's the sexually adventurous one who doesn't give a shit, whatever, I'm wild. We've all met her in New York, this person. Um, And then now they're trying to, like, figure out her character arc in this second season because she's with, like, uh, the two-incher. So, like, it's a thing. Right. I I, I haven't seen her be the woman that's empowered yet. Okay. I've only seen her be like kind of whatever as they're trying to do it. And then also weirdly now with a guy that has a small dick. Sarah, what's your take? Um, it's interesting when I'm, I'm rewatching the show. So I'm seeing the characters in a whole new light, but I also have the perspective of finish of having finished the show and of knowing these characters. So I would naturally define Samantha as an alpha with a lot of vulnerabilities that get exposed throughout the show. But I think her personality in, in its complexity is aligned more with an alpha personality than a beta. Whereas Charlotte and Carrie would be much more like betas. I didn't realize we were defining so much as like people who are alpha or betas. Um, but I really thought it was interesting, Jordan, that you said about people who like chase fixes as being yes. kind of like beta oriented. Um, that's a very can you can you tell me why that's interesting to you, Sarah? Well, well, I'm going to ask you this: How would you define yourself? Yeah. Like in terms of what like beta, an alpha, like alpha and beta? Yeah. Ugh. 
I feel like I'm alpha. <laughs> like sometimes I feel very beta, but sometimes I'm like alpha. But then what is, but like. This is like define- introvert and extrovert. You're like, well, I'm a beta alpha you know, I'm a Capricorn. Have you taken a Myers TFP, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. For work the other day, I had to do one of those personality tests. I get the same one every single time. Every single time. Which is? ENFJ. Okay. What's that? The advocate. Say it. Say it. It's, the, it's the advocate. It's uh, the, the person who, like, you. yeah. Um, regardless, I don't even want to know what Carrie would get on this. She, like, would score, like, not a Myers-Briggs. They'd be like, you need to see a psychiatrist immediately because we cannot put you in this thing. Um, but no, the, com- the character of Samantha is one of the weirdest characters because she doesn't seem like fully human. She's one of the, she has such exaggerated personality characteristic characteristics, how she talks, how she deals with men. Um, I feel, I'm excited for her, Jordan. Her Jordan. <laughs> Her eyebrows are insane. Whose eyebrows, Samantha? Okay, I'm, I'm looking at right now. What do you mean? There's, there's like of all of the, of the of the characters in the show, her eyebrows are arched. They have not frozen her forehead. She has. She's very expressive uh, in her upper third. Yeah, and, okay. and they use that. But I don't think you do you remember what women's eyebrows used to look like in like 1998? I, hers were on trend. The thick, full brow of now was like considered disgusting. Her eyebrows, I think, were probably really. I'm looking at a picture of this now. See, this is one of the things like once you see it, you can't unsee it. Uh, what do we got? <clears throat> also, does anyone know why Sweet Baby Kim? Didn't join the new re-up? Oh. oh yes. Basically, um Kim Cattrall, like two years ago, was <laughs> pulling yourself another cosmo, I think. Uh. <laughs> Out of a French press. <laughs> so okay. I'm actually gonna go grab I'm gonna go grab more, so I'll be right back. Yeah. You guys chat about it. So Kim so Kim Cattrall two years ago or even like three years ago when, when Sarah Jessica Parker was like, we're doing it again. Kim Cattrall was like, I, I am not interested in going on. Like that's a different part of my life. You know, I love the character, but I'm, I'm not interested. And I think she was even on Charlie Rose or like inside the actor's studio or something talking about this. And I think that's totally fine. She's older. The character has really, I mean, they went through the whole series. They've done two movies. The woman's older. She's probably in her 60s at this point. Like I'm I'm Googling. Hold on. <laughs> I think she's probably okay. I'm gonna guess she's like 62. Oof. Oh, okay, Gilly. I, I think the fact that you're saying that she's 62. She's not senile. She can't even get the vaccine. Like, come on. Like, she can. No, it's not that she. It's because she's old and using like a. You know, Sarah. Oh. Sarah, Sarah, what do you got? <laughs> <laughs> what did I get? 
Uh, well, no. I mean, also, what did you get? But also, what's your take on her age? Um. So I think. Oh wait. Oh, this is guessing her age. Ooh. Yeah. I think she is. 64, 63, 64, 63. <coughs> I want you to place all my stock bets. She is actually 64 years of age. Oh, shoot. Okay. So here's, here's another one. How old is SJP? Mm. I'm going to say she's 56. 55. Who are you? <laughs> Did I get it right? Spot on. I have to say this as, I have to say this as like a very clear like aside. So SJP is in person remarkably like kind, elegant, wonderful. You've met her? Like yeah. uh, she was, uh, so the old group that I was with in real estate we did a transaction for her and she is remarkable just like Gra nice graceful elegant kind really as a human one of your like um this is how you want famous people to be mm. she is that Oh, and, that's great. And, I like that. Yeah, and and really terrific. Her, her entire camp, remarkable humans. Uh, one of my other clients who has like more recent experience um, is dealing with her in like this. Th th she's supposed to be in a play, and um, again, the feedback is the same. Remarkable human being, really generous, very kind. So whatever I say about her character or any of the characters in the show, they're just characters. But like, oh, yeah. as, oh, as, no. a, as a human, I mean, SJP, top show. And we say this all the time. It speaks to how great of an actress Sarah Jessica Parker is for people to have such strong emotions about Carrie. Because mm -hmm. That speaks to doing such an amazing job with the role that people have a fucking podcast about Sex and the City because the show would not be what it is if Sarah Jessica Parker wasn't on it. I really put it. So, so her movie career seemed to like sort of sputter, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Wasn't there a movie? Before or after? After. The Family Stone. Okay. Wasn't that a movie? Yes. Family Stone. The, the Family Stone. Yeah. I thought it was great. They painted her weird. Thought, but in yeah. the, in very they painted shiny. her weird. But back I didn't, I didn't to, watch the series first. But okay. Yeah. Keep going. Back to Beta Mantha. Um, <laughs> Beta Mantha, that girl. Um, so far, they haven't really developed her character at all. Well, but I'm only 16 episodes into the show, and this is why Gilly, we shit on the show so much in the first season uh -huh. because the character development sucks. It's they do Miranda mm -hmm. such a disservice. They do a lot of the characters a service, and like if their character development is for like 10 minutes, and then it's gone. I don't. know What do you call that in like? film and TV, but it, there is no attachment to the characters yet. I'm only, I love the characters only because I've watched the show in its entirety. Um, so yeah, keep watching. And I'm so curious. We're going to have to have you back on when um, the, we're finished watching. more into I, it. I have a question. 
Did both of you watch this as it was airing or did you watch it later? I had seen like, I think like clips of it or like a episode while it was airing, but like literally right after it was airing, like the year after when I was like a little bit older and like could, Mm -hmm. uh, I watched it a lot with a friend and kind of like not in order though, Mm -hmm. not in order though. And so I think that's like why it's really strange for me right now for us to be like going through every single episode chronologically. Cause it's just like, I don't know. It's like, yeah, you're starting to realize like, whoa, the first season is like so weird. Um, yeah. But yeah, pretty close to when it had come out um, was watching it. And I, I really liked it. I thought it was like, it's short, but sweet. You know, it's like 22 minutes of just like, puns which like okay we make fun of them now but when you're like 14 watching you're like oh my god it all comes together you know what I mean yeah um what about you Sarah so when my my mom came on to the podcast for the season one finale and because I remember asking her like why didn't you let me watch this when it was on she's like Sarah it was fucking 1998 you're eight years old like I'm not gonna let an eight-year-old watch sex in the city yeah. so I but I would sneak peeking into the show when it was the season six. Cause I think I was like maybe 13 then. Um, but my mom had the pink velour Costco DVD set. So I loved it when it was on. It felt cool. I was just like, I, I was just a girl from the Midwest in Michigan. Like I thought it was so fucking cool. And I really enjoyed watching it in college. And now it's more something to watch and kind of make fun of, but also enjoy one of those things. I don't know. What, what is that? It's not, it's not a guilty pleasure, but it's just a pleasure. So yes. one, of my, one of my questions with the show is, is a chicken and the egg question, which is like, I, I see the show and I think, wow, this is a lot of people that I know in their weird ways. Are they this way because they're this way naturally? Or are they this way uh. because they've seen sex in the city <laughs> that's a, okay that's a great question because sarah and i talk a lot about well at least i do how like watching sex in the city at a young age like i learned a lot about sex but then i also learned a lot about like misconceptions of sex and like you know editorialized depictions of sex and that i think like created a lot of confusion for me when i was more sexually active so um <laughs> I was <laughs> no, I I think that's an interesting um per- perspective. How a lot of no, but a lot of girls watch this show and got ideas about sex from it, and we we mm-hmm. we come back to this point a lot is that it's called Sex and the City, yet the depictions of sex are so inaccurate and they're really unfair. And I think on TV during that time, it was probably considered fair and accurate and like ballsy. And now with the TV that we have, like, I'm assuming you watch normal people. Like to me, I was like, Oh, that sex looks like real. That looks real. It is can turn you on. You're like, whatever. And this sex is like, it's like, it's like performative. I I don't know what kind of sex this is. And so I think it's, um, Mm -hmm. what were you going to say, Gil? Well, I was going to say, we have to like, understand like the genre, like, Sex in the City is a comedy. And so it has that kind of like gloss over true. the whole series, you know, which is <laughs> that it's going to be a comedy. <laughs> Jordan's like, I haven't laughed once. Yeah. But okay. 
<laughs> Normal people, on the other hand, is like much more of a drama. Okay, this is and true. it's based on a book. Well, I guess Sex and the City is based on a book, but so it has like a, just a different kind of like cadence about it, you know. But um, I think <laughs> Jordan, what are you? You've got that cigarette, and you're just—he's full carry right now, right? He's you are, carry you mode. <laughs> Well, I've had I've had four portions of of uh, Cosmo, so I'm I'm doing great. And um, you know, no, I, it's just weird to me because like I don't understand sex the way that the show portrays sex. Okay, and can you explain that, please. No, I just think people are just so much more communicative. They say how they feel so much more. And I'm not sure if this is like, I'm not sure if Sex and the City is groundbreaking. Yeah. Right. Like, I'm trying to figure that out because I'm, 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 again, like, I'm really new into this. And this is the start of the golden age of television, which people like talk about. The Sopranos come mm. out a couple of years later. The Wire comes out a couple years later. Like, it's a real fucking thing. HBO kills it. Mm -hmm. And Sex and the City is mm -hmm. part of that, like, block. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, but, like, about sex, like, all of these conversations, which are so taboo and so weird and whatever, I'm like, but, like, why? Yes. I, I have these conversations on Hinge before I convert somebody <laughs> text like <laughs> like you know what i mean like it's just like it's i mean they had when they when when charlotte was propositioned to have anal sex they had to have like an entire yeah. tribal commune of like what does this mean what could you do you know it's just like very um but i i would totally be charlotte in that situation which would be like okay so everybody uh we're here today to talk about why <laughs> This guy I'm dating would not quit about wanting anal sex all the time. <laughs> you know? he, he would like to have anal sex, you know. Um, he, he prefers yes. it. <laughs> also, though, is it is and forgive me for not for remembering this, but like the anal sex guy is still the guy that just likes blowjobs, right? No, no, different guy. Different guy. Different yeah. guy. So this is the other thing. It's like. They paint her so bad. I know. We always say, who did she piss off in the writer's room to go through all of these, like, sexually Sexual compromising trauma. situations? <laughs> They're like, we're going to give you a blowjob guy this week. We're going to give you um anal threesome guy. It's just every week there's some new thing thrust upon. Her. Wait, was, was anal guy the threesome guy? No, separate guy. <laughs> Another guy. Like, why are they doing that to her character? I, I know. Like, and, yeah. It, it's it's so, it, it, for, in terms of the show, which now I'm hooked. So I'm hate watching it. Like, yeah. Because you can binge watch it. I cannot possibly imagine watching this week by week. I would die. <laughs> Be, being able to, like, uh, do five episodes in a night. I like that. Like it works. I think the show. That's a lot. That's binging, Jordan. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I think I think the show works much better as a binger. I actually okay. yes. don't think 
in, to, in today's television climate, I don't think the show would ever work oh, at all as an episodic thing. Like appointment television, it is not. As okay. as a binge, it's terrific. But you know well, what's I, funny? We're watching it now episode by episode. We watch one yes. episode a week and it's really enjoyable. It is really enjoyable. It is. Because I feel like because we are connecting, at least for me, I know that I'm connecting dots chronologically for the first time. Whereas, you know, I feel like I always was kind of shuffling around seasons. <laughs> what are you laughing at? <laughs> how, how on earth would you watch Sex in the City in a non-chronological format? It's just okay. I'm really curious about your. All right, are you? Have you ever seen The Office? All right, you don't. You don't start. You just start wherever the fuck you want. You're gonna have a good time. All right. So that's how Sex and City is. All right. You know what though? I so I'm kind of I'm gonna bring us. But I have to ask one question, Jordan. Wait. Yeah, I want to get back on track. We got to get back on track. We say this a lot. You know, after two or three drinks, the conversation will eventually lead to Reddit. It will eventually lead to orca penises. Like we will unfortunately go there. So. Um, this is very curious. Yeah, so <laughs> this is my. We've talked about Miranda. We've talked about Samantha and Charlotte. Carrie. Okay. Carrie displays some fucking crazy erratic behavior in yeah, season one. All right. Um, how would you react? This is a personal question. How would you react if a girl did any of the shit that Carrie did? For instance, you go to church with your mother and you say like it's just a thing with me and my mom, and she shows up with a friend. Great um, example. Yeah, there's so much other crazy shit that she does. Curious what you think of crazy girl behavior. Even though you are a Carrie, like, so I'm curious. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm really curious. Okay. For yes. you to uh, define other instances of her crazy behavior, what do I you mean, think? No, no, no. I like. I want to hear from two women what you think is crazy. As opposed to what I think is crazy. Okay, like if you need help, I've got one right yeah. away. Okay, Sarah, go for it. When she called him, okay, she gets kind of pissed at him one night, and so then she goes to a party and's like, "I'm with a younger guy. He has like a blah blah blah," and then he has she asks him to like meet her in the park at like three a.m. Calls him drunk, calls him, tiles, drunk, him. drunk tiles him. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I remember that one. It's uh, she's in uh the homeless park, whatever. It's in the East Village. <laughs> she's in Brian Park. Like <laughs> Tompkins Square Park. Okay, it's one hundred percent Tompkins Square Park. I think it's Brian Park, and I will. No, no, no. I, I do think it's Thompson Square. One hundred Tompkins Square. Justin Thoreau. You know what, Gilly? Now I'm I'm like, what other crazy because every episode we call her out on crazy shit and I'm not I can't like um recall another crazy thing that she did. Basically any sort of like erratic behavior that a lot of people just process internally and then talk about it with their therapist, she ends up doing with him. And like, like shows her okay, cards. I got one. I got one. The farting episode oh. where she farts and she's oh, yeah. mortified for days. And then she's trying to go over to Biggs and pretend like it didn't happen. And so she's trying to be like as sexy as possible while he's trying to watch. like. The and we lost connection here. Let's get back into it. Maybe his phone died. Hey. Hey. 
So sometimes this happens. Got to pay for that premium, babe. Yeah, it's, honestly, that's probably it. Uh, nope. Okay, so we're going to go right back into it. And Jordan, you had a really funny joke that I'm just going to set you up for again. And uh, <laughs> it's going to be a layup um, or some sort of sports metaphor. Um, so Big is clearly rich. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're not really sure what he sees in Carrie. We were talking about, you know, Carrie's crazy ass behavior. Um, he's in investment banking. We think. I think he's in finance. No, he yeah, he's in finance, finance, and all that shit. Yeah. And he clearly invested in GameStop. <laughs> <laughs> Done. <laughs> no, I told when I was like, "Oh shit, Laura, I wasn't recording," and so uh, I was like, "But Jordan came up with this like very good, timely joke about GameStop and." This is a perfect thread into Reddit. If anyone's on Reddit, you should have seen this coming. Um, right. I'm, a, I'm a big Redditor. And this Break was it like, down. I, I follow a bunch of like different threads on Reddit. And this has been trending on Reddit for quite a long time on Wall Street Bets oh, and like yeah, um, yeah. on the thread Boring Dystopia, Late Stage Capitalism, blah, blah, blah. I like follow TikTok. all this shit. And the t- mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, not on, I'm not on TikTok. <laughs> I'm not on TikTok. Um Okay, so the original question, Jordan, was per- this is a personal thing. Not what you think about Carrie, not what you think about the show. Mm-hmm. We want to hear about Jordan. If, <laughs> if you had, we want to hear about you. With, with Carrie's crazy behavior, if you were dating a girl like that, talk to us. Talk do you think, us. or do you think that Carrie's behavior could be categorized as crazy? Because it is kind of a, a negative thing when men call women crazy and it's I don't know or or Jordan my theory is that guys are always like she's crazy but they fucking love crazy girls they love being like fucked with they love the twisting of the knife inside like I think guys like the nutty I really do I think it's I've seen it with so many people where I'm like you are being so fucked with the crazy girls always have boyfriends. <laughs> they uh, do they or do they not? Also, I am full on drunk right now. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not gonna like act like I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm like it's been a month. What? <laughs> but like, what is up? Oh, nope. Now I see what it is. I respect what you're eating so hard, Gilly. <laughs> love what you're eating. <laughs> One of my all-time faves. Don't agree with your flavor profile, but agree with the choice. <laughs> oh, hey, guy. Yeah. Who's that guy? That's that's Dave. Oh, my God. That scared me. <laughs> I I'm drunk. I literally don't even have... You have more, like, percep- perception than I do right now. Hey, Dave. Hey, so- Jordan's on the podcast. Say hi. Hello. How's it going? <laughs> hi, Dave. Hey, Dave. Hi. They're so, they said hey. Nice, nice stash, <laughs> Dave. Um, so, you know, Carrie <laughs> borders on the problem with Carrie, in my opinion. The, the, the one problem with Carrie? I mean, there's so many problems with Carrie. But, like, her her, <laughs> her behavior, which is insane. At, at times, <laughs> is so extreme. You know what I mean? Like, 
But also my question is, again, a technology question. Like, you can text a guy now if if you, like, you kind of call in 98. I don't know what you do. You have a beeper? I, I'm not really sure. This is like a Every, 98 to 2020 question. A Palm Pilot. <laughs> Every time her voicemail goes off, or anyone's voicemail for that matter, on this show, I literally get aroused. <laughs> Listen, low- because I want an answering machine and I just want to be left alone all day and come home and be absolutely thrilled by the voice message I get. And now it's just like I get an emoji on iPhone. Were, were you guys on AOL? Of course. And what capacity? You were- so you remember the thrill of dialing in and it taking like five minutes and then getting the you've got mail. You know, that's like the, that's like the equivalent of a voice of voicemail. Now voicemails terrify me. I will if someone fucking oh, yeah, leaves me a voicemail and now there's a transcript and I was like, hmm, okay, medical loan, whatever, you know, some like bullshit thing. Fucking voicemails are terrifying. But in the show, voicemails play such a key role in relationships. Yes, yes, like, they do. I, I I want a voicemail machine too, Gilly. I think. Yes, I have so much anxiety when I listen to voicemails. I now. think why like, not like record? This? Why not like record players? Like we can bring these back. Like this can be a thing. I don't know. Let me see if I oh, can Jordan. get the uh, the record. Oh, there it is. There it is. That little record player. Nice. Set. Very nice. Yeah. Put it on, dude. All of my leather-bound books. <laughs> <laughs> Smell of rich mahogany. Um, All right. You know what? We have a bunch of other fun questions that we didn't prepare. We didn't send to you. And Gilly, should I send him the the one that I really like? No, you should just do it now. Okay. Don't send it. Um, Fuck, marry, kill, friend. The four girls. Go. Gilly. Gilly. Kelly, we, we can't hear you. Okay, all right. So I'm thinking about the fuck, Mary, kill. Kill. And friend. now you're adding friend into the category. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yet again, we lost connection. Sorry, guys. I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, you guys don't even understand. Like, I am, I am not well right now. Yeah. <laughs> Gilly. I had too uh, much to drink and I didn't even know Dave came in the apartment until you guys saw there it my, is, mom, yeah. my mom listening so my mom is probably our most dedicated listener which <laughs> yes. I love like, yes. I'm super close with her she loves the episodes <laughs> she cracks up and it's very sweet um, but she will say she's like um, were you guys drinking <laughs> and this one will be very obvious she's like we're what, are you drunk? I was like, no, 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 not, not drunk. <laughs> Here's um, the thing, we're not drunk, we're just weird. But tonight sorry. we're drunk. <laughs> tonight we're drunk. And this time I'm not sure if we lost connection or leaned too hard on the keyboard, but we definitely had too many Cosmos and Mezcals, so keep listening. <laughs> you have no idea how much editing I have to do over <laughs> with these three drunk idiots. <laughs> um, okay, okay, so get... <laughs> No, this is this is the teacher in me. I'm a special education teacher, so I, I tend to like wrangle people and we're like so I'm really good at race. wrangling drunk people. Okay, got it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so um, kill, marry, 
<laughs> Kill, Mary, fuck, friend, the girls, go. Oh. Go. Um. <laughs> Carrie, she's out. <laughs> what do you mean she's out? Is she the friend? Kill, fuck, no, Mary, kill. killing her. Kill. kill. Oh, oh, kill. Okay, okay. Carrie's killed. Oh, my God. 16 episodes in, she's the worst character on the show. <laughs> okay. She's hard. So, so kill Carrie. Okay. And... Kill Carrie. Um, let's see. So who am I going to marry? It's going to be Miranda, but it's going to be a long engagement. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i fucking love that the first, first yeah but also like shit okay so we have kill carrie marry miranda and then we have fucking friend left okay so fuck well, oh come on just say it you know you want to no, because you want to know what you can do with the character. So this is like the... <laughs> Please, pray tell. <laughs> <laughs> like when you just like, all right, so what are my limits? I mean... Uh, um, Who? Who would you fuck? <laughs> so I think Charlotte... <laughs> Would be a really fun fuck. Really? Yeah, I. If she were open, I'm not sure. Her character is not written as being an open person. Okay, like, Sarah, what is your take on this? I'm sorry, I need you to hop in here right now. Um, <laughs> I think this is honestly, I think this is a very typical male answer. What? I really do. I, no, I a hundred percent. This is. I think if we were to get ten guys in a room who watched sixteen episodes of Sex and the City, we we could do a statistical like you know. We don't do math on this show, but we could get them all and give each other responses, and they would all be. They would kill Carrie. They would. I think they would either. It's either fucker Mary, Samantha, Charlotte. I think it's either those two. Yeah, I was gonna um, say. Yeah, Jordan, I thought you were gonna say fuck Samantha. But, but Sarah, you think that guys are interested in Charlotte? I do. I Because I, I do think they're interested in Charlotte. I think they're interested in Samantha. Um, I don't think a lot of men are interested in Miranda. They either want to friend her or marry her. I don't think they want to fuck her. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to marry Miranda. Oh. Spoiler. Yay! Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. She, she's the most marryable, like, that's not a word, but I made it into one. <laughs> and oh, pardon so me. She's remarkable. She's remarkable. So now we're deciding between if you're gonna fuck or friend Charlotte and Samantha. Samantha might be a great friend, and she's probably a friend who you also have sex with. You know, you know. To be honest, I I appreciate that you did that because I've been doing that, but you just made it. Charlotte's way more not clear. someone you can be friends with, and also have. Char Charlotte's blown away by anything that you do. <laughs> it's true. She's like, she's like, oh wow, I love that. And you're like, wait, what? Okay, cool. 
I, I, I kissed your belly button. Great. You know, I'm remarkable. <laughs> Wait, that's so true. I know, but Charlotte's not someone you can have sex with and then be friends with. You, It is a one, like, it's, you're either going to marry her or she's never going to talk to you again. I don't see her being friends with exes. And this actually leads me to another question. And in yes. the second season and the third, fourth, and fifth, I don't want to do a spoiler alert. You said you've seen the movies, so you know how, you know, Carrie ends up. Do you think people can be friends with an ex? Because Carrie and Big test this limit. And I'm curious what Gilly and Jordan, you guys think, if you can be friends with an ex. Great question, Sarah. I'm going to um, give it to Jordan. Uh, Gilly, I'm going to give it to you because... <laughs> I'm I'm still workshopping this question. I don't think in real know. life. So I, uh, you know what? How about this? I'll jump in. I'll answer my own. I tend to do that. Um, I don't think you can be. I really, really don't. I think if you were to really define a friendship and look at your friends, probably most of them are not people you had like an intimate, romantic, sexual relationship that ended. Oh, Maybe you. Maybe you, maybe people can have, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think you can be really friends with the next. What was the question? <laughs> so the question was, can you be friends with the next? Because Carrie <laughs> try this in season two. And I'm curious if people think that that can happen. I'm going to say hard. No, what hard. No, you, like a true ex or a sexual ex, which are very uh, different. True ex. Oh, oh. True ex, hard no, sexual, whatever. Yeah, sure. I don't know what I'm saying right now. <laughs> I see you, cheese puffs. I raise you. Well, um... <laughs> so, to your last comment, uh which I subscribe to, I think it's very difficult to maintain a relationship with somebody that you love and also be in frequent communication with people that you fucked. Yeah. That are, that are just friends. Like you're, you're not trying to fuck them now. You love them. They're great for whatever reason. You're still friends. You're still in communication. It doesn't matter. It's a really difficult path to travel. I completely agree. Yeah. It doesn't... It might work out. I don't know. I'm only 16 episodes into Sex and the City. But uh, in real life, uh, in real life, it just doesn't really translate. I think the only case in which I can see it working is if you have children and you're divorced. And I think if you can define an ex, literally you were married and you have kids, I do think a friendship can happen because you have children and the friendship has to happen if you want it to be a healthy, like uncoupling. So, but I think people like when the exes we're talking about, which are probably like someone you either had sex with or dated kind of casually in your early twenties, do you need to have that person as a friend in your life? If, you know, I, I don't think you do. That's a great well, question. 
Uh, um, I mean, I don't see people as being like need to have. Okay. Yeah, I'm just really lucky to have people that like care about me, that I like, whatever. Mm. Um, and so I don't view it as like in that way. So bear, uh, like binary, binary. Cosmos. Um. No, I, I know I know what you mean. It's not usually as black and black and white as that. People aren't like disposable or they're your friend, whatever. I do think after a certain point, um I always think about it if my current partner was really good friends with somebody who used to have sex with a lot and was like in a relationship with, that would probably be weird. Even if I trusted it, it was whatever I think it would be an odd relationship to have. Um, and this does come up a lot with Carrie and Big in the show. So it's a very, it's an interesting topic that the show brings up. Um, yeah. Why are you laughing? <laughs> I'm looking at Gilly. <laughs> I know. This is Gilly, Gilly, Gilly. Um, okay. We have, I think. Hey, we wait, have- wait, wait. I'm sorry. I need to interrupt here. Jordan, you didn't pick who you were going to marry and friend. He's no, he said he was going to marry Miranda. He was going to fuck Charlotte, friend Samantha. And <laughs> sorry, I was not there. Okay. <laughs> no, you were Wait. not. Cheese fingers. <laughs> yeah, you were not. Um, okay, Sarah, go through more of your questions because they're great. The questions. Okay, I know. I, so I wrote these yesterday. Um, let's see. Do, do, do. Okay, so on our podcast, we have a Manolo Blahnik rating system. I had a religious experience at Manolo Blahnik. Every episode of the podcast, we give each episode of Sex in the City either one to five Manolo Blahniks. It's kind of a, a it's like a five star rating system. It, it can be fucking anything <laughs> you want it to be. If you could give the series thus far, thus far. How many Manola Blahniks are you giving Sex in the City for the 16 episodes you watched it? Okay, so to be fair, <laughs> I'm so confused. Okay, so if I could have said, um, how many stars out of five would you give this episode? Instead of stars, we say Manila Blahnik and we do like 2.5, 2.75. We give it whatever we want. Series, the series, the first season of the, sorry. <laughs> okay. You're like worth point. You just need to stop. Okay. How many stars in Manila Blahnik? Season one. How many Manila Blahniks? One to five. Um, I'm giving it a two and a half. <laughs> and you Sarah. know what, though? No, so that's actually such an amazing um, <laughs> score because that's probably the average of the episodes we've rated so far. We constantly yes. hit two, 2.5. That is a very fair um, calculation and rating. And as the series progresses, we are hoping to kind of maybe get that average up a little bit because season three and four get much better. We're hoping. 
I, 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 I gotta be honest with you. <laughs> well, that, that actually leads me into one of our Tell last- a white lie. <laughs> this leads me into one of our last questions, which is a kind of wistful um, question in that, where do you want to see the characters go? And what do you mm-hmm. think will happen with the characters? In the reboot, you mean? Or just in general? You know what, in general, because I know you've seen the movie, so technically you do kind of see where characters end up. So in the reboot, we can go there. Where do you want to see the characters? How do you want them to end up? Great All question. Right. So to be fair, I ha- I you only remember... <laughs> I only remember there's a wedding. It's the New York Public Library. It doesn't happen. And then there is another wedding. That's what I know about this show. Okay, got it. Uh, You know, to be fair with you, I don't know why anybody would date Gary. She's terrible. (laughs) Okay, I know why. But but this is in modern convenience. She's a great body. She's, she's a really my hot body. body. Oh my God. Yeah. She's got a great body. Oh, Carrie, big? What are we talking about? Carrie. Carrie. Carrie has a good body. She's very yeah. in shape. She clearly does Pilates. I mean, she's really toned and petite. So I can see why guys might want to date her. Eh. <laughs> Gotta tell you, no. She's a no. Like, if if Carrie shows up on my hinge. <laughs> yeah, you're going to swipe the fuck right. I'm sorry, Jordan. Right no. or left? Well, you don't swipe on hinge. Noob, noob. Um, but I will tell you, <laughs> she's obnoxious. Her profile is terrible. Mm-hmm. You think Carrie's profile would be terrible on hinge? Oh my god, she'd be awful. What do you think what do you think her bio would say? <laughs> Writer. Smoker. Pro- progressive. <laughs> Occasionally on all the things. Like, yeah. No no the fuck shit. Like, I get it. But then I wondered. <laughs> dot dot dot. Yeah, yeah, that one. Um Wanderer. <laughs> Yeah, she likes to travel. (laughs) (laughs) Sarah, what would any of the other characters' hinge profiles say? What would the Miranda's hinge profile say? Miranda would definitely have her Harvard Law class. (laughs) 100% she's going to make sure you know she went to Harvard Law. Harvard Law. Miranda went to Harvard Law. Yeah, Miranda went to Harvard Law. Um, she would say something making fun of the whole process because I, when I was on online dating, I feel like I did something kind of similar, which was made some ironic joke. Like I wasn't going to be like teacher, blah, blah. you know, I wasn't going to like put like a little bio kind of selling myself. It was like I'm on here. I don't really want to be. I think she would do something similar. I think. Yes, I think Sarah, you're so on point with that. Where Charlotte would take it seriously, Samantha would never be on it. Miranda would make fun of it, and Carrie would take it too seriously. Totally. Like 
Oh my God. Carrie would take it so seriously. And Miranda. Yeah, no, you're, that was a perfect diagnosis. Yeah. Can we, can we just say this? What? Carrie is literally the least attractive person ever. Don't agree. So this actually brings up a really, really great point because are we talking about attractiveness in its entirety, which is personality, um, you know, intricacies of someone's like demeanor, or are we just talking about looks? What do you mean by attractive? An unattractive person. Gilly, what do you, what do you think? Because you're totally uh, into Carrie. Into Carrie, I um think it's an overall package. Like, is it's her wit? It's her like kind of bravery in the fashion choices she makes. It's <laughs> it's like her funk, so, like. So she wears shoes. Got it. (laughs) I think that, and this is something that bothered me growing up, is that men would shit on Carrie's looks. Yeah. And kind of like from The Office, you know, when um, I always bring The Office back into this. Yes. They talk about Hillary Swank, and they're like, well, if you're saying Hillary Swank isn't hot, then clearly I'm not hot. So I think as kids, people or women really with Carrie Bradshaw, they kind of root for Carrie and her looks. Time out, Jordan, Hillary Swank, hot or beautiful? Oh, hot as shit. (laughs) Very good answer. I think she's hot too, but there are camps of people who don't. Now, this is more a comment on Sarah Jessica Parker and not the character Carrie. So uh, what you need to know is there's been a lag. (laughs) There's been a lag in this conversation. I would fuck Hillary Swank. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. Any 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 way she wanted. Yeah, it's fine. Love it. No, Sarah Jessica Parker. Would you have sex with Sarah Jessica Parker? Yeah. I. Uh, that angel. Um. Yes, I would. <laughs> Yeah. So then why is Carrie unattractive then? Is it her personality or is it her looks? Oh no, it's her personality is terrible. Yeah. She she's dying. She's dying. She's beautiful. She's gorgeous. Like she does all the right things. Her personality is so bad. She really is one of those people that the personality ruins it. And Gilly, we know men like that in which their looks, they're very attractive, and their personality makes you like see them in a very different way. Totally. Because um, I've I've always found Sarah Jessica Parker beautiful. I think she has insanely great hair. Yes. A very toned body. I know I keep going back to that. Um, confidence. Confident. Like if I saw a woman like that in New York City dressed out, like with crazy curly hair and a funky outfit i would say like you're attracted to her like there's a level of attractiveness like, i wish i was her is what you would be but I, and my mom always used to say this like well her just kind of plain in there no she has there's a lot of like ornamental things that make her attractive whereas i think um i think kristen davis is the most beautiful actually on the show Sorry, I'm going to interrupt. Um, Dave, who do you think is, um, who are you most attracted to out of the four girls on Sex and the City? Sorry. 
speak into the microphone. Who, 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 who? Say, 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 say. Who's an adult? I don't know. Say who? Uh, Charlotte. Say it into the mic. Charlotte. Yeah, Dakota would say the same thing. Dakota said Charlotte too. This is weird because, um, Jordan, why do you think you're all seeing Charlotte? Uh, really or not really? Like really once and then not really is the second one. Um, in real world, um, sweet baby Charlotte, love you. I think you're amazing. I can't wait to open up. Oh, wow, I'm drunk. Um, Honestly, I've never seen anyone drink a pitcher of Cosmos. I don't even think I've seen like anyone. No, but that was like a, absolutely amazing to watch it like live. Like my God! And by fr- and by pitcher, you mean French press? <laughs> a French press of it. Um, yeah, I'm actually. I this is the thing about mezcal is that you don't feel drunk. You may be drunk. Like I, pr- I couldn't drive like my car right now, but like I feel as if I could, I'm going to probably read my book pretty soon when I go to bed. Here's the thing. I have thing. so much editing to do on this <laughs> stupid ass podcast. Okay. So then what we need to do is we need to wrap it up and we need to kind of find <laughs> like, we know we need to find like the ending point because it's going to be okay, difficult to kind of frame it as an episode. So Jordan, um, Jordan, I want you to take the reins, wrap it up. Wrap up the episode. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you that. Like, women that I would love to have sex with, or <laughs> women that. <laughs> women that. I want to marry. So there's a difference. Yeah. Is there a difference? Oh my God. Is there a difference? Can they hybrid? Oh, oh shockingly. Women that you want to fuck. As opposed to, yeah. What about it? Nope. Oh, okay. Wait. So you're saying there's a difference between women you want to have sex with and women you want to marry, which makes sense because I think there's men you want to have sex with and men you want to marry, and those Venn diagrams don't. You know, they're you end up hopefully with somebody right in the middle between those like two groups. Um, but there are those two. <laughs> there are those two groups. So, Carrie. Yeah. So. Miranda would be in the middle for you in which you could marry and have sex with. Charlotte is what? In the marry sex. Where is she in the Venn diagram? Carrie is like somewhere up there. (laughs) Charlotte's uh, like, listen, Charlotte's great. Uh, Carrie's dead. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Sorry to all our Carrie listeners. I know. Yeah, Karen. Amanda is someone you have sex with, but you don't marry. Hmm. Um. Okay. All right, cute baby girl, which we're doing with Samantha. We yet again lost connection here. So Dave texted saying that. Um. I agree with Jordan. I'd kill her, i.e. Carrie. And he said, marry Samantha. And I am going to have a long night thinking about this. 
It's like I tell you, I am I am not Smith. I am Miranda. Okay, so Dakota said that he would kill Carrie, obviously. Yeah, everyone wants to kill Carrie. <laughs> and that he would fuck Samantha, marry Charlotte, and friend Miranda. Oh fuck, friend zone over here. Friend zone. That's right. That's what okay. La- last question of the pod. We've been we've oh, had our ups and downs. Yeah. I feel like we've been on for like four hours. Well, we started at eight thirty, so it's such a, this is the long. Jordan, you should feel very either um, outtakes. honored Out, or disturbed. Outtakes, yes. Gilly, <laughs> our biggest fan, my mom, is going to be like, "What happened on this episode? This is not oh. the normal Miranda. This is this is off script." I'm just gonna write explicit, uncensored. Don't listen, Chris Cullen. Don't listen <laughs> because both my dad listens to it. My siblings. Just don't listen if you're above. I have like thirty-five. I have like a very close, supportive family who like we have a group chat. It's like who listened to Sarah's podcast? Oh, so nice. No, it's, it's a little bit sad. It's a little bit too seventh heaven, but um, but less, less of a question. <laughs> okay. Oh wait, no, I have a good question. I have a good question, Jordan. Do you want Carrie and Big to end up together, and do you think that Carrie mm. should be upset with Big starting of season two? Mm. There's two questions. Sarah, Sarah, you're my hero. Thank you. Um. Such a terribly obvious thing. <laughs> like, okay. so, it's, it's so bad. <laughs> yes, of course they're gonna end up together. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> my microphone has been like five feet away the whole time. That's okay. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Okay, so continue. That you want them together, um, but. Because you're still in end of season one, season two, Carrie and Big, do you think Carrie in the beginning of season two is justified in being like upset with Big or feeling like he owes her an apology? Based on the season one breakup, what's going on with Carrie and Big right now? I have to tell you, uh, Carrie, she's. And you know what? That's all you probably need to say about it. It's horrible. <laughs> we need to end this now. Regardless of age, gender, hey. or what ethnicity, everyone thinks she's terrible. We need to end this now. I have about two hours of. Okay, so end it. So click, 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 done. Click, don't record. <laughs> okay, so like, we'll see you next week. <laughs> okay, Gilly, stop. stop that. We already did that. Um, okay, Jordan, right, say like they what, what are we like doing we'll next week? Okay, um, first I'm off, in. you guys both got <laughs> way too drunk to be able to even end this podcast. You don't be judgy. <laughs> uh, I don't, yeah, before I'm we good. started this, I said I was so good monitors there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I'm excited for you to finish the series and tell us what you think. So when we do our finale, we will have a bonus episode in which we bring you on. <laughs> And we'll play back some of the stuff you've said, and we'll see if it, if it still holds up. Um, We're bringing you back, Jordan. I'm sorry. 
been I'm, such I'm, a- I'm, I'm bad, Jordan. <laughs> no, we're bringing you back, Jordan. We um, are, we love when we have guests on because yeah, it's just a fun, this podcast has been so fun to do. So Gilly, should we wrap it up? What do you think? We should, okay. I'm just going to go for it. Okay, here we go. Um, It's Friday night. We're feeling good. We love that Jordan came on the podcast. Let us know what he thought. This is going to be super annoying to edit in the morning. (laughs) And next week we have the second. We have the third episode, right? Season two, episode three, um, the freak freak show where Carrie ends up going out with a guy who's Mr. Perfect, who she thinks might be a freak, and then she becomes the freak. Yes. Yeah. And that's it. And so we'll see you then. And we'd love if you guys just reached out. <laughs> <laughs> we set up that Gmail address on Instagram and we would love for people to reach out on it. Um <laughs> Any promise will be clean by the next episode. I love when people message us about the podcast and they tell us that they laughed and they liked it. We really hope you enjoyed this one. Um, My mom always messages me. And so I'm hoping for more people other than familial relations who tell me that they like what this is. So Jordan, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the Mirandas. Um, I can't wait to hopefully join you later. For, you know, the real obscure white male perspective. <laughs> and it's, yeah, we're, we're missing that on podcast. So thank you so much for providing that. Today. There, there aren't enough of us. But, yeah. you know, thank God. Bye, special friends. Bye, drunkies. Bye, drunkies.